five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast to do with the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. It is also the first podcast episode of the new calendar year 2022. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Omni at OmniStrife. Happy New Year, Omni. How you doing? Thank you. Hello. Yeah, things are good, I'd say. Yeah, I, I, I'm back. I mean, Jordan's off today. Does this mean you're off next time or... Maybe that's what we're doing. How does that we're, work? We're rotating, like we're we're taking one month breaks individually and <laughs> musical so, chairs. Yeah, no. Jordan is uh, on uh, the injured reserve, I guess. Mm, health and um, safety protocols. Yeah, so he did want to pass on that he he wanted to wish a happy new year to the the community. So there, I've done my job. Podcast over. Catch you later. <laughs> Catchphrase. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were kind of chatting about the fact that there hasn't been a whole lot that's happened in the, the past couple of weeks. I kind of like, wait. We're in twenty twenty two. Isn't that the great like Overwatch two year? Apparently, huh? I've Stuff given out? up now. Is like, it out I, yet? I, I've, I lost that bet with Sam, and now it's coming out in twenty twenty seven. Yeah. Uh yeah. No, it's 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 a weird time. Um, obviously, not a lot of action. Um, with the Overwatch League, Jordan and I sort of thought there might have been more. There hasn't been a lot, and we'll get into it when we get into the fray. But uh, no, when it comes to the two teams that uh, we pay closer attention to, um, I mean, it's all going to break tomorrow when the podcast goes live on Wednesday because that's what generally happens. But uh, pretty much uh, nothing new to report there. So you know what? Uh, let's see if we can even find a way to push this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Yeah, I had hoped that there would have been some action, like some crazy announcement signing, like big community event, contest, you know, New Jersey reveal, something. Like I, you know, mm. Happy New Year. We're going to change our color scheme or some crazy <laughs> stuff like that. Um, no, not, none of that has happened. Um, like to maybe we can do uh, yellow and and blue for the vacant deciding to, mm-hmm. you know, be occupied again. Yeah, you know, as far as color scheme changes though, that one was weird. Yeah, I agree because it had one of the more unique color schemes, which I liked. It reminded me a little bit of the Seattle SuperSonics <laughs> yeah. back in the day, but. Well, it stood out and then they went to the, I mean, it's like the LA Rams of Overwatch League teams. The difference is the LA Rams are still in LA. Yeah. I I remember them being called a lot, uh, the LA Ikea. Yeah. But and, so and no, there's we, already like different shades, of course, but the Boston Uprising also blue and yellow. That kind of makes it even stranger. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's, the, it's really short on news. I know. I was going to say we should get this back on the Titans and Defiant. But no, there's yeah, no yeah, whole yeah, lot. Yeah. We sure. okay, not a whole lot. But mm-hmm. for those paying close attention to Vancouver Titans social media, which I know I've gone on sort of a, as a broken record. I'm an old man. Suddenly, I'm like, oh, I don't like this meme content. The kids are all up into. <laughs> 
they uh, there was a, a tweet about um, their social media manager leaking con uh, like roster leaks again. And at first, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, they're just you know having fun. And I think it's Branson is his name at his yeah, expense, yeah, yeah. and where he's you know, taking a poke. But then I saw that they had shared a video, and here he is strutting in, like you know, owning the joint. And uh, I kind of think that this podcast could potentially be out of date, simply because I, I do you go that far to create that type of content? Because it was yeah. it was a stellar you know short video, like about a minute or Good so. Good production, long. right, right, right. Right. Like that's a, that's an investment. I mean, I'm, if <laughs> lights, editing, everything. I agree. Right. Yeah. Right. So I kind of think that the Titans might have someone to, to share and I, I will give them some, some solid athletes, like whether they do or they don't. First of all, if this is the type of content we can get used to this highly produced, um, you know, just good sort of character content is what I might call it. Great. If this is about, hey, we're going to have fun at uh, roster leagues and we're just going to own it, equally cool. Just maybe if y'all could throw us a bone and reference the fact that podcast lore is Wednesday and uh, we'd be happy to. Yeah, and like it's pretty quiet on the leagues front uh, generally mm. when we're talking about the Titans. I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, what we're at now, like five players? There should be... Well, it- yeah, the Titans Maybe are at the league minimum. Uh, so yeah. the six is what they'll need eventually. Um, and we are starting to see some yeah. teams get And, and get plus, I remember in the announcement itself, they said, oh, we're not done, right? So mm-hmm. they did say that, like, so so more more likely than not, we're, we are going to get at least one more signing. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the production does kind of look like, okay, are we memeing just for the sake of memeing, as we usually do? Uh, mm-hmm. recently but but that looks like a very expensive uh meaning to do especially that's not, not like not in 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 theme with what usually gets posted on on uh uh the vancouver titans twitter not to say that they they're not like there's not quality stuff there usually it's like you know a tongue-in-cheek sort of meme like something you edit and and that's it but yeah not that like big video uh, uh production that we normally don't get and you know, speaking about leaks and all that, they're trying to stir stir up the pot, and I, I'm not really sure why. Because if it's not, then it's kind of strange. Well, okay, we know that they have already worked with, uh, you know, Overwatchly content creator, yeah. Um, and obviously, they have this sort of relationship with uh, with Halo. Um, yeah. So I think too. they're just they're just embracing that, uh, and you know, we've we've talked about this and in RSP discord and in, in Titans discord and in, in our podcast episodes, when it comes to the message, you either write it yourself, you embrace once it's written or you allow someone else to write it for you. Sure. And what we saw, I think in the, with the season one Titans is they allowed others to, to drive that message and the narrative. And then when that stopped, they had sort of no in between and it was the radio silence, mm-hmm. like all of the problems that we complained about, they're now defining their own. Yeah. And it may have been that transition where they embraced one and now they've just owned it. And I, 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 I like it. I mean, I, I look sort of at Toronto and sort of the different approaches now, like I think Toronto is still doing a phenomenal job at creating content, engaging its community. Um, but it's quite a bit of different. Like I would argue the Vancouver Titans are doing a better job at more actively engaging on social 
than the Toronto Defiant are right now. And that's yeah. not taking anything away from what the Defiant are doing. It's just completely different approaches. And it's good now to have these two teams up north here that are really driving, mm-hmm. you know, the Overwatch uh, yeah. um, league brand, at least within their markets. Right. Because before, like when the teams were just announced, the branding was surrounded a lot around the, the players. And, and mm-hmm. right now the players are out of the picture. And then it seems like they're trying to define this really brand. Uh, mm-hmm. So I agree. There are a lot of different approaches. I'm just glad to see stuff pumped out all, all the time. Uh, we have a lot of teams that are just like not really participating. Mm-hmm. And during this time of no news, maybe maybe that's the right approach. I don't know. It, it's it's fine. Like it's it doesn't hurt anyone. It's funny occasionally. And I like the nod. It's like in this video. I, I don't know if it's a direct nod, but I think it's maybe like the Tobey Maguire, like Spider-Man type of uh, walk mm-hmm. that he does there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the, just, the... Have you seen the new movie, by the way? I have not yet. Okay, I have not seen an actual movie that's not mm. stream available. Yeah. Since, you know, the before times. What was the last one we saw in the cinema? Oh, yeah, we saw Dune when I was like on her ninth uh, month. We were like, okay, if, 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 if something happens, uh, please, we're not. Blame off. it on Dune. Yeah. yeah. The spice must flow. <laughs> yeah, the, the sandworm <laughs> is coming. Yeah, oh, but. um. No, but we did watch through, you know, the old trilogy, and now we're going through the second one with with um, Garfield. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. It's actually not as bad as I remembered it. I liked it a lot. We just saw the first one, and I remember hating it because I was like, you know, oh, this is not Toby when, when it just came well, out. Yeah, I, okay, and I really was... liked it a lot more than I thought uh, in second viewing. Yeah. So, and that's actually sort of like, I don't think I had a dislike for it. It was the first one was awkward. It's like, well, I already lived through this. Right. But I actually enjoyed that sort of, you know, Spider-Man arc, Mm -hmm. I guess you could describe it or universe. (laughs) Sure. Um, Probably the most, Um, the current one I feel, and this is the problem in the current Marvel universe is everything comes back to Avengers. Avengers sort of sets this bar. Right. And so it's a lot harder to break out. Um, I enjoyed Shang-Chi for instance. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it just came out right on Disney plus, I think. Yeah. And hence why I know and have seen it because yeah, it's, it's streamable, good. right? He's our boy, the Canadian, uh, born bread. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I think the Andrew Garfield, uh, Spider-Man universe, uh, took its fair share of knocks. And I think it was the comparative, this is not Toby, but in retrospect, I think it was yeah. pretty well done. Um, Speaking of uh, universes, who do you think the Titans, if they are going to announce a player, like not necessarily who, like, is it going to be a tank or is it going to be a support? Cause I know we talked about this before. I think Jordan had said he thought flex support. And I kind of feel like I, I, I get why support will have more value. I could see like, this is, this is the problem is you look at like DPS, it's, shockwave and aspire have very similar hero pools. Yeah. So, might you want variety there? Although, you know, I, I think I heard that discussed a little bit on, I think it was Attack uh, of Crouch. I'm not sure. But but I agree with the notion that, like, the, the whole flex DPS and hit scan DPS mold uh, kind of changed, went through a transformation. Not unlike supports, and we'll get to that point as well. But I feel like now it's less of a, you know, like it was in the past where you got to have, like, a... a 
I don't know, a hit scan and a flex DPS playing, let's say, Widow and Hanzo or, or the classic duos of, of uh, Tracer Genji in the times of dive. I feel like now, despite these guys having uh, very similar uh, player uh, pools, like the Tracer or both can play the Echo pretty well, you got to have that Tracer and Echo duo sometimes. you got to have that uh, double... Uh, flex <laughs> sort of uh, DPS sometimes, and not just like someone who's who's uh, necessarily like just a, a a Cassidy one trick or something like that, and then you have a, the the May or yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that people speculate on, uh, and we saw that in at the you know end of Overwatch one. Who knows what happens in Overwatch two, especially now that the game is a little bit more spaced out. Maybe it makes more sense. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, tank. Maybe, well, it seems like most teams would want to have two tanks, although you can only play one, but you want to have, you know, cover your bases, so to speak. And, and, and not that I don't think that false is, uh, uh good enough to, to do, to do a, a good uh, job at the role. Uh-huh. But yeah, you, you may want to have another backup in terms of supports, unless Masa can play like a good BAP, which, which we don't really know. I mean, yeah, which brings me to the last point I wanted to make. The stock of main support is like bottom at the bottom, though. At lowest it has ever been. We see players like Moth or FD God not having a team at this point, <laughs> which is ridiculous. And maybe people think that like the days of, of necessarily having a Lucio or someone designated to play a, a, a Mercy or a Mercy specialist or a Lucio specialist are, are behind us. Which I don't know if it's a it's a whisk a, a, a whisk <laughs> I don't know if it's a risk uh, uh, it's an egg beater that's here. what it is yeah egg beater exactly I don't know if it's a risk you, you'd want to take uh, I, I've been rambling but I didn't answer your question right I, I agree with Jordan I think I'm leaning more towards uh, that than uh, the DPS signing yeah. maybe you do want to have uh, more of a balanced approach but who knows really. Where, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I was trying to think like, okay, if, if I'm the Titans, who am I going to go and have sort of one more? And I kind of feel that, especially based on what we saw sort of happen last season, where they suddenly had to change a main tank role, um, with shock, or not shock, sorry, Shredlock's retirement. I kind of feel that they've understood that they should always make sure they have sort of plan B. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel that again, this is nothing against false. It's just a matter of, of uh, roster management. We look at a lot of the other teams. Um, yes, there are a handful that have one yeah. or none, but every team apparently has five. So I have to presume every team has at least one. Um, and although it's now unified, he's more of an off tank player to begin with and not like mm-hmm. a Ryan or a risk specialist. Yeah. So, but again, I, I there's value in, in, in all areas. Mm-hmm. Um, when we spoke to Justin last season, I mean, he had talked about how, um, well, it wasn't actually on our show, but he had talked about how DPS was his, his ultimate flex. If I need a supporter or I need a tank, someone from DPS is probably going to go mm-hmm. one direction or the other, which right. If, if that's sort of his approach, I could then see their, them adding a third. And now that's my, my plan B is one of these three, but again, we're, we're, 
we're we're grabbing straws here because that's all we have available. Not so much because we don't know who the Titans mm-hmm. might or, or leak or not. It's the fact they dropped the video just before we click record on a very slow two. Mm-hmm. And it just it seems like that's the thing you'd want to have more uh, and more of is flex DPS or flex support. Now we're really players are really in, in this uh, uh, perpetual arm race of just getting. Uh, players with m- wider, uh, uh, you know, pool he- uh, hero pools and and that are able to play a lot. It's just like looking at the spreadsheet. Without counting, I can tell you that this column D with flex DPS and column uh, flex support definitely have way more players mm-hmm. than main support or tank even. Uh, so it seems like everybody's trying to to grab as many hits can. Uh, sorry, flex DPS and flex supports as they can. Uh, but definitely hits can uh, sorry flex dps is the most crowded uh, um just just sheer numbers if i if we count how many players are assigned i do agree that regardless of what position uh five is not enough you'd want to have a little bit more especially when you go into like uh, i hate saying this but a new game because i'm well, they have to have six yeah. by the time it starts like we know there's at least one more yeah that um, we don't don't know about so yeah Anywho, uh, again, we're talking. They'll go and post something Wednesday, probably before this episode even goes live. Maybe. So, yeah, it's just the way uh, podcast lore uh, is uh, is for us. Uh, but uh, rest assured, if for some reason it's crazy big news, we'll obviously be back a little bit earlier. But uh, we are still on our off season schedule, which is every two weeks. Speaking of the off season. Uh, there's still some things happening in the rest of the league, and uh, we'll get into it here in the fray. Before we go and talk about the few editions, uh, last episode, Jordan and I had sort of uh, ascertained that we are going to get a bunch of announcements. We have to get a bunch of announcements. Though, I think I conceded that announcements did not necessarily mean players were not signed. Um, And so it has been (laughs) essentially declared uh, by Sean Miller, who, if uh, those of you don't know that name, he is the new head of the Overwatch League. Um, He came out on Twitter and said, ahead of our January 3rd roster deadline, I can confirm that all teams have signed at least the required five players for Overwatch League 2022. For clarity, please keep in mind that there is no league requirement for when teams choose Mm -hmm. to announce their signings, which in fairness, there isn't. I kind of feel that that, you know, there's some hokiness to this. And I'm comparing it to other professional leagues. Um, I understand that esports is just a new medium. It's young. Um, uh, the Overwatch League is a very new, still league. I mean, mm-hmm. all things considered. But when I look at sort of professional, op- like the professional sports, professional sort of announcement operations, if there are deadlines to have signatures and signings, news of that comes out. I mean, again, we're going to go to sort of talk about meat sports here, but. Like you don't 
you don't necessarily have to announce a signing because there is enough information publicly flowing to say this player has signed with this team. There is some of that here within the league. And I am of the mindset that I think players need to have their moment to shine. But when we look at the spreadsheet here and we see that the New York Excelsior are uh, a team of flora, which they may have cloned and they'll have five floras, <laughs> or we look at the, the LA vacant who I, I'm, I shouldn't maybe knock them too much because they have themselves been sharing player announcements, but they're still below the, the bare minimum of five. Um, Philadelphia fusion. They're in a tough spot, obviously. And in, in so much as to the, the, you know, passing of alarm, but, but again, how is it that this is something that just doesn't like, Oh, they needed to be signed, but we're not, you don't have to announce them. Yeah. And that part that, you know, you, it's not, it's not you or I or the community that set this date. It's the league. Yeah. It, it just seems unnecessarily long. I'm not sure what ki- type of uh, process are they doing, it, especially considering that like the, uh, they had one of the earliest leaks when we we're talking about a team like uh, New York. Uh, there was, I think, mention of, of Cookie, Yaki, Kellen, uh, yeah, Yangbong, Yangamjin. So it seems like they are doing stuff behind the scenes. I think it was from Halo, so a good source. And Fusion, not really sure what's going on there because... Well, that situation situation entirely changed. changed, and but but we do know that they are going to have a roster, and and now from what uh, uh, Sean uh, Sean Mills, I think, yeah, he said yeah. they all already have teams, so I'm not sure what's going on. I think there was also like uh, also something from their social media account from New York Excel. Uh, teasing or joking on the fact that they still haven't announced anything. So at least the social media teams are already kind of addressing <laughs> this fact or jokingly, you know, acknowledging yeah, know. that they've been super late. And it, like the, I guess the point that I'm trying to present though, is that the fact that these questions were being asked and the reason that, that Sean has to come out and, and share that has nothing to do with the community has everything to do with the league and the teams that are in it. Yeah. Maybe I mean, uh, if, they'll see this as like something they need to improve upon. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah, we'll see. I doubt it. I mean, you're, you're right. I, how can I say for 2023 that things will change, but I, <sighs> no one's getting hurt. I'm I guess. An, I'm an old, <laughs> no, I know I'm an old man and I'm shouting at a cloud right well. now. Like I'm, I'm getting worked up over something that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I just, sometimes I wonder like what the logic is, what the thinking is. And you know what? This I'd is be where happy. you, well, this is where your mistake starts. Don't, don't look for a logic. With yeah. I mean, <laughs> I am more than willing if, if someone were to, to explain to me to, to no, I'm not in these conversations. I'm not, I'm not a fly on the wall. I'm not some insider. So I don't, I don't have that type of you know, understanding, but, and yeah, the grand scheme is not a big deal. It's just like, why, why set the date? Why, why publish? Oh, deadlines are this date. Keep it internal, right? Like having the minimum five, keep that internal. You don't have to, you can, you can say teams have to have six by this date or something like that's the part that sort of throws me is that you create, you create the issue 
But then you sort of throw it like, well, no, you don't, you're not entitled to know. Well, then why did you tell us that? That's, I think the part, like, it just feels to me that it's, it's, it's not treating us sort of with that sort of respect that I think we as fans deserve. This is a point that I want to consistently show that I hit the Titans hard on is that if you don't treat us with the respect that we deserve as fans, and I feel that we do, it's an, you know, it's our money. It's our eyes that, that ultimately make this a success, you know, Hey, make mistakes, own them, be better. Maybe, that's, maybe they still haven't signed the, 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 like they have a person in the seat or, or the role that is usually setting, you know, making these videos. Maybe they're looking for that. But like, type of how, but I mean, you're right. Maybe it's, that's the struggle, but I mean, again, the, the league is the one who ultimately with, I presume consultation with teams who made this date public. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if the Overwatch League said, Oh, we're going to announce this by that. Great. You might say, oh, Chris didn't say they announced this. It's implied. It's implied that this has to happen. Like this almost leads me to believe that, okay, cool. So when teams don't have the six before the start of the season, we, we can like, is it okay if we just sort of figure out the names when the placard shows up on YouTube and during the actual match? Like it almost happened <laughs> yeah, true. before. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Anyhow, I mean, I'm, I'm getting worked up over something, something silly, but I, I just feel that the, the league can do better. And it's these small things. Like how is it that we're getting into the fourth season and you still can't get the small things right? Anyhow, yeah. um, what we do know officially, and the reason I say officially is that the Overwatch League roster tracker website, which is the one that I use when I start sharing uh, ads and, and cuts and whatnot, um, does not have the most recent announcements from teams like the uh, um, LA Vacant, for instance. Um, but also, it seems that they go back in time to make updates. But get this. The last time this page was actually updated was on December 22nd. And so there isn't really this quote unquote official source because when the teams make the announcements, it's pending league approval. I get that. It wouldn't show up on the Overwatch League page until the league has approved it. But if for some reason you do hear a name or don't hear a name, it's because it's not there yet. And yeah. So Boston, they had a Victoria. This one sort of came out of left field. Um, even the uh, crew over at the uh, Weekly Uprising podcast, uh, I, they were pretty psyched to see this because Victoria is moving up from within the organization. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it caught them all, all by surprise. Uh, and then the uh, Los Angeles uh, vacant, uh, they added more recently Becky. Um, and what's interesting is that they added Daya and Innovation officially as well. Mm-hmm. But we didn't mention those names two weeks ago because they weren't on the darn overwatch league page, but now are, and they're backdated. <laughs> um, so, so I mean, it, it's just the delay of, of the updates on the website. Yeah. Again, mm. it's, it's silly things. And I know in the grand scheme of things, who really cares? Just Chris. They seem like a pretty decent team so far. Like definitely much better than what we saw last well, year. I mean, if you follow the conversation on Arcal, it's there are people like, wow, the the, the vacant are are looking to be um, one 
sort of a better team, but one that starts getting into the conversation of not being a basement dweller. Now, the difficulty is that we think they'll be the regional play, similar to what we saw last season. Um, So in Arcal, they're starting to go and do the full power rankings, which we'll eventually do ourselves too. Um, Vancouver's still getting zero respect. Many people are saying the vacant are the better team. Mm. Well, it's right now what they have uh, uh, four players, so <laughs> technically that's well, wrong. Uh, no, but you know what I mean, right? Like the mm. Ar- I mean, Arca has a, a, its own little heartbeat. Uh, Toronto Defiant um, are not being seen in Arca as as improved upon, which I kind like. I'm looking through glasses here that maybe have apply a little bias, but I feel that Defiant are a better team um, with a roster they now have. I think yeah, the Titans are a better yeah, team that, than the one we saw last year. Kind of ridiculous in my opinion, but okay. But again, all that scuttlebutt is pre Overwatch to whatever. Yeah, well, uh, the 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 on. power rankings episode definitely is going to be interesting, and in, like hearing what people other power rankings. Uh, justify this ludicrous uh, practice what we're going to see despite us like using just science right mm-hmm. the um, other thing um, is that uh, there is some conversation as to when teams will be provided an opportunity to play Overwatch 2 um, I have seen a number of players publicly comment like, cause the overwatch league is like, Oh, what are you, you know, planning on doing? Or, you know, what are you looking to do for the new year? And someone's like, I'd love to get ready for the season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if the game engine isn't ready yet, they still have what plenty of time, like three or four months or five months, however long it is until the actual season's going to start. Um, but I can't imagine what it would be like where players will be just handed essentially a new game, like the first stage, first, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be mad as, as the new metas are defined and, and then you have really no real way to truly yeah, like, you know, practice outside of the, you know, I would imagine they'll have like installed a special version on their hardware, but like, you won't be able to bring up, uh, from uh, tier two. Oh yeah, it'll be. It's strange. What? What else can we add? It's uh right now. I think what players, the teams using like uh, workshop mods, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, which is like the best, the closest thing you can get. But yeah, I can't imagine that when even it, when it gets released, how many like small big adjustments they're gonna have, uh, and and. Hopefully, when they do get it, they also get like uh, um, new heroes. So that that's you know even going to be crazier than that. So yeah, well, you- new heroes, and there are allegedly still more <laughs> heroes being reworked. Exactly. So if 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 say uh, uh, the the seasons up until now were the NBA of of, of this video game, now we're going to see like some Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> experience <laughs> in, in the first uh, couple of uh, weeks of the season. Yeah. As, you know, Bastion yeah. goes in for the dunk. Yeah. At least now he has a hat, right? So. Well, actually, um, I guess Bastion, not only does he have a hat, but when he pops his alt, he's going in from downtown, right? Like Sure, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, 
He's essentially a portable or, you know, doom fist. Yeah. With like what? Three, three shots. Yeah. It's, it's hard to gauge anything right now. Even like, even the players who, who played for a little while, they had so many things to say that like stuff is not where it should be, uh, competitively. And, and, uh, We'll see. Yeah. They just need to come out with, you know, closed alphas, betas, whatever you want to call it. Just well, I kind of later. That's the thing is, I think the league is going to be playing on a closed alpha. Like they've said sure. early engine. So early in my mind is not beta. If it was beta, it would be in sort of our hands. So to speak, I, I would argue it's a closed alpha in potentially whatever pre-alpha happens to, to be. Um, and we'll obviously get to know more when we get to know more about this mm. game. Yep. But uh, beyond that, um, holiday events uh, coming to a close soon. I made sure to get all my cosmetics by playing a crap ton of Mystery Heroes. Um, I don't know what it's like in any other game mode because I Mystery Heroes is the only mode I play now. I couldn't be bothered to, to spend any more time than sort of that but uh levers are just like non-stop and but in mystery heroes they get uh replaced right they do but like the it's it's just a constant flow and there are many like i actually played a match today where we had someone drop like the moment we started and we went the entire match with five instead of six we were like playing overwatch two against overwatch one um i had an idea about levers I don't know if it's possible to, to code, but if you leave a match in, and I'm not to, like in the competitive side, you get punished, but if you leave a match in, in, in the quick play side or arcade, I feel that you should be prevented from joining another match until the one you left is complete. Mm. Like there are reasons why in these sort of non-competitive modes, you have to drop. I get that. But like for those reasons, you're generally you drop off, you're out, you go do something. The ones that are leaving more often or not, it's like, oh, like today someone uh, had goes and declares, oh my God, I got Torbjorn, my favorite hero, comes out of spawn, doink, uh, with a Hanzo arrow to the head, um, and he leaves. How quickly do they get replaced, though? Well, this is the thing that I, I'm finding not as very quick or not as quick as they used to be. Mm. Um I just this past week uh, went for a string of three defeat screens where I was the backfill for getting free XP, but I'm waiting like a minute between matches, right? So it's, it's not as bad as that sort of competitive DPS queue happens. Yeah. I can't emphasize with you. I'm waiting for like nine minutes and then I get a game and I have a lever and, and either, I don't know what's worse when we roll a team in the first like minute and then they have a lever. So the match, is canceled despite yep. you know us seemingly having you know odds of winning or or when there's like a closer match and suddenly somebody dc's and and that's it there's no way to to win especially if it's a close match yeah mm. yeah i anyhow it's just it's a i know there are some out there they're like quote-unquote dead game there is still a large casual player base um it's just, it's, I'm starting to feel the impact of people going sort of elsewhere. I've had a lot of fun playing, uh, the Halo Infinite, uh, um, uh, you know, multiplayer. I, I mean, I to play that still didn't get around to do that. It's installed uh, on my PC, but. Uh, 
well, that's good. You should give it a try. It's good fun. I mean, I, it's bringing back the old halo fields where I'm throwing stickies at people mm. and getting, you know, death from or death from beyond, uh, achievements, nice. um, splatter achievements. Yeah. Like if, if, if I get a vehicle, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to, to run you you're, over. You're playing GTA. Yeah, exactly. And not the but role playing kind. <laughs> And then there's the, the objective base, which is I'm an objective based player. Like when it comes to gameplay, I'm the guy that goes and gets the objective. I'm capturing flags. I'm picking up seeds. I'm capturing zones. I'm doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, like I, I'm me who has complained that he, you know, was wanting to stick with overwatch until hell or high water is finding other things to do. Um, I'm, I'm using my Oculus much more. I mean, I'm trying to get fit, but I'm using this app called Supernatural, which is, it's a crazy workout. It's like a guitar hero, a rock band and a VR experience. So like Beat Saber. Like Beat with Saber, the idea I where saw you slash video. It, right? Yeah. So what's the with, difference? With Supernatural, like, so Beat Saber, the way the, the, the score is, it's just, you know, busting blocks based on an angle and somewhat of a sort of, you know, point in time, but you can do like quick wrist movements, right? Like it's just the cut that you're trying to perform with supernatural. Um, they're, they reward for power. And so not only do you want to hit something oh. the direction you need to, you need to go and sort of hit and then like the movement. So the travel Strong. distance of your right. Um, the beat saber, like the, the dog sort of side to side and, and duck movements are to frequent where he's in supernatural they are um and then from there it also has a boxing version so if you instead of like swinging your arms you can box like air box um stretching the meditation what have you but it's uh to the boxing and to the they call it flow that's the beat saber version yeah um music and that's like it's it comes with a it's a subscription based app it's not cheap like it's like Mm -hmm. gym membership pricing but unlike Beat Saber, we have to download the packs and pay for them. Um, all this is included. And I mean, like every musical genre is there. Um, like I just discovered that some of the, there's um, like uh, soundtracks. So like there was one, I'm on low intensity right now. Medium mm-hmm. intensity is tough on me and get, my heart rate starts to get up high. So I'm yeah. needing to keep myself down. Um, but I was doing like the Harry Potter theme. And it like it felt like I was conducting an orchestra. Um, then there was like the trans, you know, the Transformers movie, the sort of epic theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one was one I had done. Like it, it it's kind of neat because your your arm movements and your body movements are almost in tune with the music. Um, and it's sort of like your it, the best way I can describe it is like you're you're flowing along with it. Probably why it's called flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't play the one you mentioned, but like, yeah, um, Beat Saber is really fun. Like some of the games, some of the songs are pretty intense. I think Lena was uh, better than me at that game anyways. Uh, Super Hot VR is really, really fun. You should give it a try. Amazing game. Now, Super Hot's the one where um, it's based on movement. Yeah, right? like, and when you stop, time stops with you. Yeah. And it's as cool as it sounds. You'll never feel like more in the matrix than you are in this game you can you can like someone that shoots at you you can see the bullets you you move away you you grab their gun you just 
shoot both sides and then you toss the gun at someone's face. <laughs> it's an incredible game and it can get pretty tough. I, I think there's like a lot of it, a lot of it is just like a, a puzzle or a sequence that you need to, to uh, figure out there and where to yeah. hide because it's, it can get tough. In terms of exercise, there's this boxing game, Thrill of the Fight on <laughs> Steam. I've, oh I've my that one, yeah. goodness. It's, it's so tough. Even when I was like more in shape after like the first or second guy, and they get progressively t- tougher, the opponents, it's so hard. The only risk is like, I hope you have a lot, lots of space because you might end up punching at your desk or something like that. Well, so that's the thing is that in the boxing um, sort of experience in, in Supernatural, um, the coach will often tell you, make sure you sort of, when you do your uppercuts or your hooks, it's away from your body and he's how you're doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but when I get started to get tired, obviously my I'm clumsier in my movements. I punched my headset. Uh, so thankfully not like mm-hmm. anything around me, but you, I mean, you're so immersed that you sort of lose center. And I mean, I use the guardian system on my, my, my quest, but still, I mean, I occasionally will hit the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so anywho. Well, here we are at the end of a show. It was short. We waxed long about all sorts of crazy things not related to the podcast or <laughs> the Overwatch League or Vancouver Titans or Toronto Defiant. But we made it uh, to 40 minutes somehow. So Yeah. Well, I mean, as I said, we'll figure out how to turn 15 yeah, into I mean, 40. We are paid by the hours, so Yeah. Gotta fill that. But uh what final uh, words of wisdom do you have for uh, everyone there, Ani? What genre are national anthems? What genre are national anthems? Oh, pop. Country. <laughs> ah, God, I should have gotten that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well. <laughs> when does a dad joke, uh, or when does a joke become a dad joke? Uh, I don't know. It has a child, or uh, I'm not sure. Close, when it becomes a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that, like, after a while you might figure out, but I, I totally missed. Oh, I actually changed gears. I when you when you told that one, I had to quickly search because uh, I wanted to find something similar. My, my original dad joke was, "Did you hear about the restaurant on the moon?" No. Great food, no atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a good one. <sighs> Anywho. So yeah, here we are at the end of another show. Uh, if something crazy happens in the next few days, we might come back next week, but uh, I'm thinking you'll hear from us again in two weeks time. Yeah. Um, hopefully Jordan's back with us. Uh, he is on the mend. Um, and, uh, obviously we're wanting him to take all the time he needs to, to get healthy again, but, uh, who knows if I'll be here next episode, right? Cause this seems to be the, the thing we're Good doing. Trend. So yeah. Yeah. But if you're looking to uh, keep in touch with the podcast with us, obviously you can follow us on Twitter, all the social media. We're at Ready, Set, Phone. Discord is discord.io slash Ready, Set, Phone. And you can also obviously reach out to us individually, which I let off at the top of the show, Chris at Lightforce, Ani at Ani Strife, and then Jordan, who is at Sir Dr. JM. I'm not entirely sure when Jordan had recorded the last episode of one man watch point, but that's where you can also find him when he's not here with us on RSP. But on behalf of Omni, uh, Jordan, who is 
getting better and myself, Chris signing off this episode with those magical words of catchphrase. Thank you.